Hello and welcome to The Canberrans. We are a show all about Canberra made by Canberrans, namely the team at Her Canberra and Newcastle Studios. And we're filmed here in uh, Braddon on Lonsdale Street in the Lonsdale Street Studios. Today, my guest is Stephanie Mayles. Now, Stephanie, you are the first female Canberran managing partner appointed to PwC. Is that correct? That's right, Emma. <laughs> what is it that you actually um, do? Well, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come and have a, a, a chat to you today. Um, my role really um, is involved in advising federal government particularly um, and how they deliver on their public policy agenda. Um, we're a firm of advisors here in Canberra. We have um, 27 partners and nearly 500 staff. So, so we really um, have a, a significant footprint in terms of working across public and private sector um, and here in what, Canberra. What areas? are you advising the government on taxation I would imagine but yeah so um, my um, background in terms of my qualifications is in commerce and um, commercial law so mm -hmm. I work with the government across um, government as a taxpayer in certain respects um, in fringe benefits and GST um, in employment services um, and looking after their people and also in um, global trade so the interactions um, with the key border agencies about managing our border um, and delivering on on, on the government's agenda to, yeah. to do that. So that's a huge job. When you were a student at um, St Thomas the Apostle in Canberra, did you ever ma imagine that this would be the sort of stuff that you'd be doing day to day? Oh, it, it's, a, it's a really interesting perspective to have on um, growing up in Canberra um, in Tuggeranong um, and at a Catholic primary school and, um, and then going into a Catholic college here and then ANU where I studied. Um, yes, yeah, certainly um, whether or not you would envisage that you would end up in this sort of role and being able to do that in Canberra is um, is really you know in my my perspective um, sometimes I reflect on on you know quite how you know really how remarkable that is to to end up in that role um, but then I think you know you also reflect on um, the environment and your family and and the mm. examples that that your family set so um, my father you know, has a long career and still a CEO of a mutual bank um, so he's always had um, a perspective on business and very active in the business community um, and I think that was always the environment that uh, that I grew up in. So you were really quite comfortable talking business, talking numbers. Um, I can imagine um, at that time when you were, you know, primary school, high school, that really um, girls and business weren't as um, as well integrated as they are today. Um, do you feel that you were perhaps switched on a bit more than the other girls in your um, in your class and and through university? Yeah, look, I think um, it's probably a, maybe a reflection of um, of the the girls that that were you know my friends for such a long period of time. We've all gone on to have you know professional careers in lots of different areas and um, and industries and things. But I, I think it is that grounding of of having those around you that support you. Um, mm. And even today, you know, my my husband and my children really ground me. Um, and and Canberra provides that really great way of balancing family life and and work life, um, and equally having you know some really rewarding professional opportunities. Mm. Would you like to see more girls introduced to business concepts um, a bit earlier on in their careers? Obviously, it's been it's been great for you, but you had a dad who was sort of you know guiding you through it. Yeah. 
Oh, look, absolutely. And and I think um, if, if you were to look at um, education as playing a really critical role in that is, and, and we find as a significant employer as well, how do you um, attract the best talent? And often that starts very early on mm. in, in how girls feel confident to be able to be able to study what they're most passionate about. Yeah. Did you feel a bit outnumbered when you went to do commerce at the ANU? Um, look, to be honest, I was... I actually was working at um, PwC Pricewaterhouse at the time um, and studying at the same time. So my experience of uni life was somewhat different yeah, to others. I yeah. started at Pricewaterhouse. You weren't hanging out at the uni bar. No, well, I wasn't actually. Yeah. And, um, and it's interesting because my son is a first year ANU uni student and um, and his reflection is also that um, being in COVID, you know, who would have thought that he would be doing his lectures and studying yeah. um, from home yeah. and, and in a way as a full-time uni student and for lots of our uni students um, and students generally missing out on that connection that comes with being on campus. Yeah. Um, Now you moved to Melbourne sort of fairly early on in your career. Mm. Do you think that it's important as someone who was Canberra born and bred, do you think it was important to kind of get out and get a little bit more perspective about the city through not being in it constantly? Yeah, yeah. I I find it, it quite interesting that um, it's it was a perspective, almost for me, it was an opportunity to stretch and be in a different environment. I was fortunate that my employer offered me the opportunity to transfer within the same organisation and have that experience. Mm. I think it actually made me realise how great Canberra is. So that was what drew me back, was the opportunity for my husband and I then to come back and start a family and and have the opportunity to be around our parents um, to you know to help in in raising um, the family. So was it a conscious choice to return because Canberra is a great place to raise kids, or was it a career um, choice, or was it a bit of both? It was a bit of both actually, yeah. a, a real bit of both. Um, we, my husband and I, had led you know a really quite fun two and a half years in Melbourne, and you know our life as single. Um, single um you know no children um couple yeah yeah yeah. it was it was really great we lived in an apartment really close to the city and life was really great and then you start to go okay what does the next sort of phase of of our life look like and was that going to be Melbourne or was that going to Mm. be coming back to Canberra Um, now a lot of people it's a very common refrain that Canberra is a great place to raise kids I just wonder whether that does the city a bit of a disservice you know we we don't have a reputation so much as a um, you know a thriving business community or Mm. maybe a cosmopolitan city do you feel that sometimes can give us a bit of a reputation problem? I I think it probably depends on your perspective because sometimes that becomes our best kept secret is that those who live here want to hold on to the way that we are so connected um, Mm. and that you know our relationships are so intertwined that sometimes you know do you necessarily want to kind of reveal that to everyone that yeah. this is what how we live. Um, those that, particularly within our organisation, those that come to Canberra from other places often end up staying for a long time because they're able to have a really great career as well as raise a family um, and, and live very comfortably. Yeah. My husband came for three months and, you know, 20 plus <laughs> years later, he's still, he's still here. Um, now, I'm sure that many women uh, with who are in the thick of things at the moment with younger children, they would like some advice on how one raises three kids um, and also assumes a managing partner role. Got any tips? Yeah, Emma, look, I 
often reflect on the fact that um, we often see people at a given point in time. So the reflection for me was that would be that at this point in time, you know, I, I, I do have those responsibilities from a professional perspective and children, my children are you know, between 11 and 19 in age, but my, my role has changed and evolved over time. Um, mm. And that has been a balance between family and work, um, working part-time for a number of years when the kids were really little, um, having that opportunity to, you know, to study um, and do other things. I, I think if one of the, the challenges we have is that we try and sometimes kind of pigeonhole um, people, women into a particular view of what works for them. And my reflection would be that um, it's it's by, you know, a given point in time, but it's also by virtue of circumstances of the environment that they're in um, and what might work for me doesn't necessarily or hasn't always worked for other women. Yeah. Um, you're on the board of Kamari mm. and um, you're, um, you have some handling in, in the not-for-profit not sector um, with PwC. How important is, is it uh, for you to be involved in that work when, you know, it's, it's different to the intense government, um, profit-driven, mm. you know, cycle that you're, you're normally in? Yeah, I, I um, see it as being critical um, and if there's anything that I can kind of achieve in my role, it will be how do we as, you know, a, a firm like PwC, um, what, how do we live our values in our contribution to our local market? So yes, we are a global firm and, and, and yes, we have a considerable number of employees and we have a considerable reach um, in terms of our global presence, but we are also local um, and um, of our um, 500, you know, odd people and 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 partners. Um, we all live here. This is our community. We we have a real responsibility to contribute to the community, and that comes through how we share um, our our relationships, our networks, our ability to contribute to to really important social impact agendas um, for Canberra. Yeah. How do you fit it all in? <laughs> Good question. Says someone it, it's, who's. It's, I believe you've been working all weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's busy. It's busy. But I think you're drawn often by a sense of kind of your ultimate, you know, personal values and the contribution that you want to make and mm. striving to be able to continue to to make a really solid contribution. The Canberrans video series and podcast is produced at the Lonsdale Street Studio, Canberra's only dedicated studio space for video production, photography and podcasting. Bookings are available online at lonsdalestreetstudio.com or by calling 61714144. I wonder if you could reflect um, over the years um, about the gender balance in your um, in your workplace. Um, have you seen it improve, and um, would you like to see it improve further? Yeah, um, look, it's absolutely improved, and will yeah. will continue to improve. It absolutely will, and I have no um, hesitation in recognizing that that that's a really important part um, of being a leader in in our organisation. And I'm sure there would be a number of other organisations who would have you know, the same yeah. ambition. What our responsibility is and needs to be is providing the flexibility um, to be able to enable 
both, you know, our, our female and male um, colleagues, employees to access that because, you know, any of the, 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 the sort of literature you read or the voices you hear in, in respect of, um, you know, diversity and inclusion is just about that. It's providing the opportunity for um, both male and female to access the kind of flexibility that enables them yeah. to balance, balance everything. Absolutely. Do you feel that the um, creating a more flexible, family-oriented workplace um, is just as important for men to assist, you know, their partners um, to achieve the same goals that we sort of we focus on what you can do for women, but really mm. it's got to be um, it's got to be a partnership. Yep. Um, and that if men are chained to their desk twenty four seven, they can't really help out as as much as they can. So yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely a you know a joint responsibility. And if I think back around when my eldest son, when I was on maternity leave for my eldest son, in that period, who you know he's now nineteen, that period. There has been so much active change around what flexibility looks like yeah. and feels like. And I can only speak to that perspective in professional services because that's the environment that I've I've worked in. But the the way that that has evolved um, for both um, females and males to be able to to really be able to access that. And I think we've we've really evolved in um, being able to demonstrate that. Um, how you see um, others gives you almost permission to do that as well. Um, do you feel do you feel that weight of responsibility as the most um, senior female in the Canberra office that you need to demonstrate through actual actions? Um, you know, a commitment to life outside work and flexibility and family. Yeah. Uh, yes, there is a commitment, but it's also um, how you feel better about delivering. Um, what you do professionally. So the more balanced we are in feeling mm. like our home life is kind of okay yeah. and work life, um, it, it actually means that we're better professionals yeah. um, for doing that. How did PwC cope with um, COVID and having, um, you know, having to necessarily allow people to work from home and, you know, not have the usual um, office dynamics? Yeah, there? yeah. So I um, was appointed to the role um, as in the, the managing partner role right in the middle of COVID. So, so I've really lived what mm. our firm's um, perspective has been on that. Um, more broadly from a national perspective and obviously internationally, um, we've, we've had a series of um, really significant changes that have happened to enable our people to continue to work as best they can in their environments. Yeah. The easiest probably transition has been the technology part of it in that um, we were able to quickly then move to ways of, you know, of being on Google Hangouts or Microsoft Teams and yeah. being able to communicate like that. Um, and do you think this is an impact that is going to really um, be felt um, forever, that it's changed the way that, um, you know, offices run and expect their um, employees to show up each day? Look, I think that's the real opportunity, is, is the way that we quickly transitioned to needing to work in a certain way and the it benefits... Wasn't that bad, was wasn't it? Wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I think, you know, it depends on your perspective and, yeah. and for Canberra, we've been lucky that we've been relatively, um, you know, it's, it's been a kind of light touch without yeah. a lot of planning to enable it to be that way. Now, to bring the conversation back to Canberra a little bit, when you are recruiting and you've got a great um, pick from Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane or whatever, what 
and you really need them in Canberra. Yeah. What's usually the reaction? Do you have to sort of convince people that they'll actually like it? I know that once they get here, they often yeah. fall in love. Yeah. But yeah. Is it a hard sell? Sometimes it is actually. Yeah. It, um, and and I'd put that into two buckets. Some is the lifestyle aspect of Canberra compared to some of our bigger cities. Mm. The other that I'd say would be the counter would be the the professional experience that you get. So one of our biggest um, rewards that we have for our people working in Canberra that they often reflect to us is their opportunity to have a real impact on the agendas of our country. Yeah. So we work with some of the, you know, the, the biggest um, federal departments um, on some of the biggest, you know, um, public policy outcomes they're trying to achieve. And we, as a Canberra um, workforce, we, we don't really ever struggle with an ability for our people to feel well aligned to a greater purpose. Mm. Um, and that's what is often the opportunity that that kind of outweighs the 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 sort of social pull of what might be in other locations is I'm so excited I get to work on that project and that project, you know, is in Canberra. Yeah. How does, um, how do you, you've got a very unique um, position kind of at the crux of uh, business and of politics. How, how does um, business and federal government um, sort of relate? Well, we have found that actually during COVID, um, now more than ever, business and government are really intertwined. Um, and what I mean by that is that we have seen, you know, some of the, the biggest um, significant reforms um, in terms of um, from our economy, from our employment, from jobs, you mm. know, the ability to actually harness and keep a number of businesses going through this environment. Um, government has played a critical role in enabling that. So, so I think in a COVID environment, um, business and government working together um, has never been so important. Yeah. From both, um, I guess, a work or business perspective and a personal one, um, where do you see Canberra going in the next um, year or two? Yeah, so I, I think um, the opportunity for Canberra is, is really significant um, and I'd put that into a couple of buckets. So I think there's a real opportunity in terms of the um, infra infrastructure projects ahead and the opportunity from an infrastructure point of view in terms of um, creating a sense of place and social infrastructure. So that to me would be a real opportunity for our city is how do we harness the opportunities that come with some really big capital projects? How do we use those projects to create a sense of community and a sense of place? How, how do we? So, so this is the good question. I, I think it comes down to being able to um, and tap into what's happened through COVID is that people will work a couple of days a week from their home. So that sense of what does my local shops look like? Mm. What does my local community offer me? Because I'm going to be spending a couple of days not in the city, not you know, not in a in a you know bigger office where I go to the cafe downstairs for yeah. my coffee, those sorts of things. It'll be what what's that local kind of sense of community that I'm going to tap into? I, I don't think that that will change. I think that will be resonating a lot more and how we almost providing a bit more of a you know decentralised way of bringing communities together. Tell us about your local community. When you were working at home, where were you? What were you doing? Where were you walking? Where were you buying your coffee? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
Home for me is um, is in Garen, so um, for us is our local shops, so that provides a real sense of, of connection. Um, seeing our neighbours way more than we had for a long, long yeah. time and that connectivity that comes with those in your area. Um, very close to Red Hill, so our walking track expanded and expanded as, yeah. as we had more time to, to do longer walks and, um, and enjoy Red Hill. And that's a real advantage of how a number of us live in Canberra, that you can live you know connected to to other houses in a community and then two minutes up the road you know you're walking in what would otherwise be a you know yeah, um, with kangaroos, kangaroos and yeah, surrounded absolutely. by it's you know blowing, isn't yeah it? it's yeah. crazy and you were talking about infrastructure um if you were able to nominate any sort of big big projects for canberra what would you think would be you know would be in our best interests um I wouldn't nominate a particular project, but I do think that there are real opportunities to get um, communities together. Now, I think we're going to probably find that might be a little bit more time to get bigger communities together with you know high numbers of people. But if you if you were to look at what really draws um, that sense of community outside of our local community is attracting really great um, international and, and national. Um, uh, performances. Um, it's so a, we're talking a big convention centre. Well, it's it's that it's um um so so there's the the performances. Mm. There's the sporting. You know, everyone. Yeah. You know, in Canberra, how many you know kind of cities our size have three significant codes? Um, you yeah. know, of, of followings in in terms of sport. So. Yeah, I think that's the opportunity is, is as we kind of evolve and move out of COVID is how do we get that sense of, mm. of people feeling a um, want to be, you know, yeah, be connected. Yeah, it, it is a resounding theme um, in this series that people have said, you know, mm. we just, we, to be a world-class city, we need world-class infrastructure yeah. and we need, um, you know, to put ourselves out there in a in a more professional way when yeah. it comes to attracting the big the big events. Yeah. Um, so maybe someone will listen to this program and do something about <laughs> it. Um, tell me what you love most about Canberra. I love that sense of um, ability to build relationships with people that are long that have longevity so there are people you know in our community that um you you know that that we know and that sense of being able to to kind of go to you know your local shops or or go to an event and chances are you're going to see someone you know i love that i love that about our city um i love that um that we have some really really strong good quality education for our children which Mm. keeps them here as well um and, and I think that that will continue to evolve. Um, the one opportunity I see in education for Canberra is the way we can support and build um, it, it, that's capability up, uplift and skills transfer as we change, you know, what sorts of jobs there might be in the future compared to the jobs that, that we may have had pre-COVID. Mm. So I think that's a really interesting challenge for our city. So really... It used to be that you got one degree in one subject area and you made it your career, whereas now it feels like you could actually really, really go in a different path. And how do you get an education that will prepare you for that? For that, yeah. Uh, What do you love least about living here? Um, It's probably the opposite of what I love most, which is that you you do have that sense of... um, um, Knowing people wherever you go, so so that also comes with that sense of um, <laughs> true. You know your your personal brand and 
um, and your connections and responsibilities. And, and that to me would probably be one of the greatest responsibilities you have is that you know that there are other people um, who, who know you as well. So, so again, um, I think that's one thing about Canberra that is its strength can sometimes be its weakness as well, is that sense of connectivity, um, sense of, um, you know, almost kind of one degree of separation in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it means that while you can go down to the shops and see lots of friends and have a lovely time, it also means that everybody knows kind yeah. of what you're up to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I find it a very um, double-edged sword <laughs> at times. Um, I wanted to finish on a question. Um, you are of the business world and yet you're very, very connected to the bureaucracy. Um are they two different beasts or do you find more um, that you have more in common with, um, you know, a high-level public servant than you do someone in your own field? I think Canberra is often seen as having the public service mm. and the rest of the city. Um, how does that actually operate when you're, when you're in close proximity? Yeah, I, I actually think the, the, the part that connects us is that Canberra is our home. So you would see the the number of public servants who call Canberra home as much as us as a professional organisation call Canberra home. So I actually think that's the piece that unifies us is that we are, you know, Canberrans and that we live in the same city and that gives us a sense of connection. So my final question, Stephanie, mm -hmm. is um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Are you still going to be with the same firm? Are you still going to be in Canberra? Look, I, I would like to be... Uh, there are plenty of things to do, um, and having been so new in the role, I do see that that you know that you sense of out. opportunity ahead of me. Yeah. So, so I'm absolutely um, up for that, and think that there's a real sense of, um, of of our contribution being really important here. Um, so, I can't see anything changing that you know in the short term. Um, really great you know opportunities ahead as I said and mm. I think I'm you know I'm I'm very comfortable in a way to feel that sense of um I I, I feel like I'm in the right place yeah mm. do you think you would retire here and live out the rest of your life in Canberra it's it's often a question that we uh, we don't really think about and yeah. then you know there it is. Yeah. We're still here after all yeah. these years. Yeah, we um we have a strong sense of um of being drawn to the south coast. So we you know our family yeah. members, like a number of Canberrans, um, enjoy holidays at the south coast. Um, so I think that for us is is something that will be a how do we balance still being connected to Canberra? Um, we've just recently bought a block of land at the south coast, so um, yeah. the plan is to to build something there that that would provide a you know another opportunity for us to which many to be close, which people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. it's lovely. Yeah, and that's people do nice things. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, we might wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this series was recorded on, the Nunwal people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of this city and region. The Canberrans is a collaboration between Her Canberra, Newcast, Lonsdale Street Studio and Salon Canberra.